Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and this podcast is being created to provide you with inspirational and uplifting content to help you level up in life. Join me while I interview a variety of guests from around the world who share their stories, including highs and lows, successes and failures, tips and advice, and the lessons they have learned along their journey. I am also sharing my own growth and transformation process with you while I'm on the road to reaching my ultimate potential. In this podcast, you can expect all things mindset, wellness, self-love, spirituality, personal development and fitness. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura. And in this week's episode, I was joined by the lovely Siobhan O'Hagan, We sat and spoke for a good hour talking about Siobhan's fitness journey, how she grew her Instagram account at the time and how she has been able to grow and build her business. We also spoke about how Siobhan has grown when it comes to her relationship with her body and she has learned to accept herself a lot more and her training style has shifted as her mindset has changed with how she views the way that she should look and she has definitely changed the attention and focus from being aesthetics to how she feels in herself and how she can perform in the exercises that she does and then we also spoke about traveling we spoke about personal development and also touched on spirituality as well because I was really interested in getting Siobhan's view on her spiritual practices as I interviewed Sinead Hegarty back in December and we spoke about spirituality now I know that Siobhan's views are different to Sinead's even though they are close friends so I thought it would be interesting to talk to Siobhan about that and I will actually link the episode that I recorded with Sinead in the show notes to this podcast if you missed it and you want to check it out just to let you know as well before I play this episode because Siobhan is based in Bali and I am here in Liverpool we did have a couple of technical difficulties and there was a delay so when you're listening to this episode you more than likely you will you will notice the glitches that we had I have attempted to edit it in the best way that I can I'm sorry if it annoys you I hope that it doesn't I still hope that you can receive as much value from this episode you really enjoy it and I'm just so grateful for Siobhan's time it was lovely to speak to her and hear about her journey so if you did enjoy this episode please be sure to share it with a friend who you think would benefit from listening to the content and let me know as well over on Instagram what your thoughts were I would be so interested in hearing so other than that I have nothing else to share with you I'm just going to play this week's episode I hope you have a lovely day wherever you are listening to me and I will chat to you all very soon welcome back to lift yourself podcast today I am joined by Siobhan O'Hagan and I'm so excited to get into all of the things that we're going to discuss Siobhan's journey and her story and her work is so inspirational and I'm sure you will all get so much value out of this so welcome to the podcast Siobhan thank you that's a lovely introduction um yeah we kind of we haven't even talked about like what we're going to talk about so let uh, and I love talking so we'll go for it hopefully it is it is a little bit beneficial for anyone listening I'm sure it will but one of my favorite like types of podcasting is freestyling like I have a bit of an idea as to what topics I want to talk to you about but I think the natural conversation and just getting to know someone is just I just don't think you can beat it do you know what I mean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
so a perfect start and point for the listeners and anyone who doesn't know who you are is a bit of a background story as much as you can because I'm sure like you've got so much you could share but what is relevant yeah <laughs> I know I, I'm this always after the podcast I like to start talking so much um yeah I mean, it's your typical you know worked in corporate um you know studied maths in university and really thought I wanted you know like I was on the right path to that perfect life of being a professional actuary and uh you know want to get married have kids and all that um and then I think I won't give my life story but then I basically became a personal trainer and um, when I got to a point where I was miserable in my job in the office and I kind of thought like is that it uh, for the next 40 years and uh, so I started to be a personal trainer um, and at the time though I wasn't like what I deemed in good shape like when someone suggested I would become a personal trainer I thought that was actually a bit mad because I'd spent my teenage years you know trying to get skinny and nothing ever worked and I always loved training but you know food was never a good thing for me I just didn't know what I was doing so when I decided to be a personal trainer I was like well, I actually need to get myself in shape now I thought you know PT must have abs you know that's the only way to sell your business so that motivated me I set up an Instagram account to share my little journey to being a PT and to kind of sell my services uh, and it kicked off like I ended up getting I, like taking myself seriously, getting myself in good shape by like, you know, getting the right people to help me and studying to be a PT. And yeah, then my Instagram grew and yeah, I've been working on lot. I worked as a PT then for almost two years in the gym, but I always knew I wanted to do online coaching. I, I kind of had that idea of freedom. And luckily I was a bit of a ahead of the game, I think compared to the last two years, you know, like I've been doing online coaching since 27 or 2016. Yeah, 2016 online. I went full-time online in 2017 and I've just been traveling since so now I'm 33 I'm like just traveling I spend most of my time in Bali now and um still sharing my journey online and that's I don't really know what I'm doing but that's the summary of it yeah so when you were in the office job and you were working nine to five what was it that were the signs that was set to Ellen you I'm not meant to be here because you're right too many people go down that road I did as well and it, you can get like this feeling it's like an intuitive knowing isn't it that something yeah. doesn't feel right but a lot of people ignore it so how did you start to like actually break away from it? I actually remember that quite well I remember I was trying to book a beautician's appointment right and I was like the only time I can go is the only late evening they do is a Thursday or or sometime at the weekend and I was like is that like is that my whole like the majority of my life is going to be spent at this desk and like I was like oh, imagine being able to just go somewhere during the day like I, I actually just felt and I kind of was looking around at everyone else going do you guys not feel this like do you not I used to get the same bus every morning and I it drove me mad I it was always like late or full and I would get so angry. Like I'd be like tweeting angry at the bus, you know, like, and I, it was just, I was sitting beside the same people every day. And yeah, I like that. I was just like, I felt, I felt like the rat race was kind of zooming by me and I was standing back on, I, I can't do this forever. Um, but then I didn't know what else I could do like I, because, you know, I'd studied finance and, I couldn't I did I actually left one job and did recruitment for a year thinking it'd be more social and but I just wasn't like salesy enough so yeah it's funny I was like that beautician appointment made me realize I was like that's my whole life in this office <laughs> I can't do it 
Yeah. So it's like the pain of, of the thought of staying there was too much for you that it made you take them steps so like when it comes when it comes to the gym and going into personal training were you training yourself before you decided to be a personal trainer I know you said that you didn't think you were in great shape and I think there's so much pressure that as women particularly we put on ourselves to show up as a certain ideal image and body type and I know things have changed since when you first started but like how did all of your journey with fitness and health come in? Yeah, so when I, I think, like, I, I feel like I've, you know, like I've been dieting since I was a teenager. Like, I remember just, I didn't know anything. You know, I, I think there was at one stage where I just, like, stopped eating when I was probably only, like, 13 or 14. My, I remember my mom, I don't remember not eating, but I remember my mom, like, begging me to eat. And then I was okay. Then, oh God, we're going back 20 years here. But um, then, like, as a teenager, I was doing, like, special K diets, like, just eating cereal because I thought you know that's all I saw on TV and um, I always thought I had to be skinny like I always had this idea of like um doing lots of cardio and feeding myself very little you know that was always like this kind of um pain or discipline or like breaking myself down you know like that kind of that was the idea I had around fitness now I played Gaelic football when I was growing up so like I was always kind of active and my parents were always active. They were runners, they played tennis. They were always, they used to go to the gym, but they never really did like proper weight training or anything. Um, and when I started in college, like in uni, uni as you guys say, um, I started going to the gym there. And, you know, I used to do 20 minutes on the treadmill, 20 minutes of the cross trainer and 20 minutes of abs. And then when I did Weight Watchers, so I lost a lot of weight doing that dumbbells and like actual heavy dumbbells like brought me into the what I thought was the men's section and I started lift doing some resistance training and because I had lost a lot of weight I started seeing like definition in my stomach and I was like oh this is the secret I want to get any skinnier oh my god I figured it out this is how you get out you actually have to lift weights so then when I I kind of had that idea in the back of my head so I used to do a lot of weights but didn't really know what I was doing didn't have a proper personal trainer I actually when most girls were doing loads of cardio I was actually going for like one rep maxes on deadlifts but at the same time I was not in like, I didn't think I was in good shape so I was like I remember saying to my little brother I was like um why am I skinny I thought like you know strong was skinny I thought I was gonna like transform and spent a lot of time on you know, learning things he was like you need to be, be a bodybuilder you need to train like a bodybuilder and kind of taught me about hypertrophy training and I was like, well that's ever gone wrong so I kind of did that a bit more around the same time as I studied to be a personal trainer, I was, was doing more hypertrophy training. And, but when I kind of nailed that and then, you know, had a, had a PT to, to help me with nutrition, then my body started changing. And I was like, okay, I figured it out. I need to tell everyone that they just need to stick to their calories and lift weights and you never have to do cardio again. Like that was the message I wanted to get out. Like I used to actually think, you know, running was like an absolute waste of time. You know, like I used to, I used to think I'll pull in here and stop that woman running and tell her that she doesn't have to do it anymore because I actually thought the only reason people exercised was to get lean and that's because that's what my goals were at the time you know early mid-20s you just want to be sexy and I didn't care about my health I just was like no I'm going to eat my protein fat and carbs I don't even care about vegetables because I'm like I just want to nail my macros and get lean and it was working Um, and it worked uh, for you know I mean it was but it got to a point where I end up doing a bodybuilding show because it's like what's next you know when you when you train for aesthetics and you you know you get to a point where you're really happy you're like well what's next like what's motivating me to train 
So I did the bodybuilding show and so then is when the real journey started where I actually started to understand women a lot more. Whereas as a coach before that, I was like, yep, you stick to your calories and you do your workouts. And you know, if you're not doing it, then where's your hashtag discipline? Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a journey and like, I'm still learning, but like, I definitely, I can, I can look back at all the mistakes I made before, not even mistakes, but just, you know, where I was kind of maybe doing things in the wrong direction. And um, even as a qualified PT, it's like, I knew what to do, but I wasn't really looking at mindset. And I think that's what I really learned about probably the last three, four years. Um, and now it's, it's uh, working out. I can't remember what your question was, I'm such a waffler. <laughs> no not at all and everything that you shared I can relate to like the special K diet the excessive yeah. cardio thinking that the weight area was for the men and just being that scared and just staying away and I think so many people listening can resonate with your story and I think it's interesting how these things happen to us and we look back and think it's mistakes but really it needed to happen to help us grow and to help you on your journey to then work with women in the way that you do and grow your business because I yeah. think once you've gone through things you can resonate with people on a different level and it can like you can guide them in different ways because you can see it because you were there you were in that place at that time and you know exactly how it felt even with the bodybuilding um, competition you know like that is something that really does help. like everyone always asked do I regret it because I always tell people not to do it like I'm like I yeah. you know it's not worth the risks and everything that comes with it um but I don't regret doing it because first of all obviously I got as lean as I possibly will ever get so it, it gets to like I feel like I've helped I can help people by going like your happiness is not at the lowest body fat percentage you know like I'm so much happier with my body and, and my life and everything now like 15 kilos heavier than I was then um, and also the struggles I had after like I, I, I it's only now like learning a lot about um eating disorders and even disordered eating learning that thing looking back I'm like god I had a lot of problems growing up and especially after the show like I didn't realize at the time that I was suffering so badly that it was normal or that I was just undisciplined and you know the crazy thoughts I would have around my body and around food and you know not, not crazy they were you know they were actual thoughts and it it made me realize how many women are suffering as well with those kind of thoughts with you know diet culture and especially people my age and older you know that they I feel like there's a lot more information out there for younger people that you know is a lot more accessible whereas before you know we were just looking at the special kids and thought that's how you lose weight and um, so I, you know it's all a learning curve I don't regret anything like it's definitely all got me to this point yeah 100% like I was I remember I was considering doing a bodybuilding competition and I never in the end and I'm in my way I'm glad I didn't but to say it all is I was still putting my body under a lot of pressure through exercise and um, the excessiveness the relationship that I had the way I viewed my body like there was a disconnect so I always thought I was bigger yeah. than what I was and I went really really lean myself so I think even if it's not like the body building route that you go down or to get on stage there's still that pressure for the everyday woman of just never thinking that she's enough and never yes. feeling good enough so when you did the show and then I know people personally who've done bodybuilding competitions and they've said it's like this big like uphill climb and then you reach something you're expecting like uh, I don't know this congratulations or something and then it's a dip and then you drop because your yeah, body and your yeah. hormones are just everywhere so how did you kind of use it to your advantage in a way of understanding there's something missing here around helping women connect to their body and 
appreciate who they are and see see themselves for who they are and do it in a healthier way than like the excessive way and restriction how did you do that yeah well initially I it was really like a big problem like I, initially I had to really work on myself you know I spent say that the show was in April and I, I spent six months feeling fat even though I was the smallest I've ever been um, yeah. and trying to figure out the, th- the thing is the thoughts in my own head like I knew I wasn't like half my head was like I knew I wasn't like I was wearing you know like my size six size eight jeans even though I didn't even want to be that small but the other half of me was almost making excuses online whenever I post a picture I'd be like oh you know hashtag gaining phase or I mean I didn't use hashtags all the time I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> you know I'd be like oh learning to love myself a bigger size and I was like looking back I'm like what do you mean bigger size you're tiny and I can so that I spent a couple of months trying to work on myself and I've always learned that showing the real me was always the best way to do it I've, because I had a lot of friends who, who competed and people I follow and you wouldn't see them for a couple of months after the show because it is a tough time and you do feel terrible and you've gotten so much praise in the run-up to the show and I gathered so many followers and everyone was so invested that I felt like I'm letting people down by putting back on body fat even though I knew I was supposed to so those couple of months was really like it was more looking after myself I don't even remember like I was still working with clients at the time but I it was definitely a couple of months of really looking after me um and do you know what it was it was when I went to Thailand about six months later um because I actually planned to do another show because I had such I had such a lack of discipline that I thought if I just sign up to another show that will fix everything and I will be motivated they weren't rating me you know weddings everything I feel finding myself like which was not your body is like trying to get back to a healthy point and you're trying to enjoy your life and so then I then I went to Thailand and honestly meeting new people for the first time as you are was is such a good thing because I felt like everyone knew me as this tiny person who'd been on stage whereas I had just met like a lot of new people who were like wow you're really strong and fit and I was like but I wasn't fit so I was strong Uh, (coughs) but it was great to kind of start fresh and I started at the same time doing CrossFit, which, and that's when I realized I was really unfit. I had, you know, was strong, but not fit. And it changed my attitude to training then. So I was like, actually, I want to get able to do burpees in between these deadlifts. And then I started eating to fuel that training because I was like, wait, I need to be able to be strong. I'm not trying to eat as little as possible at all times. And that shifted in me. And over the next couple of months or even year, I'd say, I just, you know, training for performance that you can I ended up getting leaner again because I was actually listening to my body not being restrictive not really overeating giving myself the freedom to have pizza whenever I wanted and you know then I realized that it wasn't that I I didn't want it every day like I thought I would if I gave myself that freedom um and so then I was like wow what if I brought this into my coaching been like let's be less strict and actually just be consistent and and my clients would be sick of hearing me say consistency over perfection because I realized that when you're consistent with your calories over the long run is so much better than being perfect even if you go over by 500 one day it actually is such a small amount for an average on the week um so I kind of learned that and and also I realized how much happier I could be like I was measuring happiness as well as like the, my body fat so I was like wow I could actually have so much more life in my days while if I if I just um, accept myself at 70 kilos instead of the 62 I used to be 
Um, and funnily enough, then I ended up putting on even more weight because, but it's, it's, it's practicing this acceptance around it and not being frustrated. It's like, yeah, of course I'm going to be um, carrying a little bit more weight. I'm basically living on holidays. Like whenever I do say spend a long period of time in Dublin or London or, you know, somewhere where, you know, there's less fun to be had every, every, every day, you know, I'll, I'll naturally get leaner. And, you know, I, I try and want to, sh I show my life online to show that you can be happier at a bigger size, but also, and I'm sorry, I'm using inverted commas there because I, I, I feel great at the moment. Like, you know, I might be bigger for some people. It's what I would have thought previously was a bigger size. Like I would have thought I would never be happy at 76 kilos or whatever. And uh, yes, my, I have so much life and I've acceptance around this is the size I am because this is the life I want to lead. You know, I've literally just had an album cross on before we started there because I just fancied it. And that kind of freedom is what I want to give to people. And, you know, so many clients sign up thinking that, you know, they want to change their body, but really what we do is change their mindset around their body. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the biggest success. You know, there's yeah. absolutely no point in getting leaner if you're not in a place that you're feeling content with your routine, your food, like if you're hungry, you know, your health, all these things are, you know, priorities now for me and my clients. And the thing is, when you nail all those, when you get the good habits in place, you're, when you have, you know, your priorities right, you know, you're stopped like going to the gym instead of going to like see your friends. I mean, the other way around. But it, when you have your priorities right, you become happier and healthier. And then you naturally lose a bit of weight because your body has a healthy set point for whatever, whatever environment you're in. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a hard game. Like it's hard to get that balance right. And, yeah. It takes time and it's hard to get women to trust the process when they've been bombarded with diet culture their whole life. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm always trying to get them to eat a bit more at the start. And they're like, I can't eat that much. And you're like, you can, you can. Like, let's get your health ready and then we can look at a deficit. But that's the hardest part as coaches, I think, to like coach women into letting go of this skinny ideal, I think. Yeah, it is the mindset, isn't think? it? Yeah, I... I think what happens is we tie our validation to how we look and any issues that we've got going on internally or with our mindset, we put on our body. So we think if we look a certain way, it's going to solve how we feel. But really what happens is when you get as lean as you can, if you don't even see yourself as that person, you're still going to have a disconnect and look in the mirror and pick parts up about your body that you don't like. So when yeah. you start to accept that you're doing this for a lifestyle it's not external validation it's nice to get compliments it's nice for people to say oh you look amazing and don't get me wrong but when you actually put your worth on that that's when it goes dangerous because you're doing it for the wrong reasons whereas if you're doing it for strength health wanting to be fit wanting to be able to you know go for a meal and not worry about what you're eating like I was the same as you like I remember a time in my life I used to have fear of going to a restaurant and ordering chips or something or do you know what I mean like but now now I'm, I'm like, well, no, if yeah. I want chips, I'll eat them. I don't eat them every day because I don't feel like I need to eat them every day. But I don't have yeah. this pressure that I can't eat certain things because it's bad. So it's kind of like, well, if I want it and if my body wants it, I'll eat it. And then I'm still going to be training them because it's part of my lifestyle and I know it makes me feel good. So it all comes down to feeling good as opposed to how I look and the focus being on how you look. And that you hit the nail yeah. on the head when you said as soon as you shift your attention from the scales and how you look you naturally your body just seems to 
to adjust and I don't know whether it's because you took the pressure off you know like energetically you put all this pressure on yourself and criticism yeah. it's like your body's like oh I can be accepted now <laughs> yeah yeah you know like clients come with guilt negativity shame all these things and it's uh, like it's words that I used to say or like god I'm so I was so bad over the weekend or I felt so guilty for having the pizza on Monday I'm like did you rob it off someone like no you don't need to feel guilty um so but I think when you take that pressure off yourself and, and and it stops you being too restrictive and when it comes to like my whole goal with clients stop them being too restrictive because then it stops them be, going into a surplus you know it's when they're they're too restrictive with their calories they end up having a surplus and they might not think that like they don't even notice it you know they'll be telling me that they're eating 1200 calories a day yet gaining weight and I, it's it's one of those things that like majority of people on 1200 calories would be a deficit. Um, so when we look further into it, I'm like, there has to be, and, and what I hate is that people feel like they're trying so hard, like they're putting themselves through misery Monday to Friday and then overeating calories the weekend and not getting to where they want to be. So I'm like, if we just actually track everything, even roughly, you know, cause I, there's obviously arguments for and against tracking. Um, but I just want people to have awareness and making informed decisions. So like that they know they're not getting frustrated going, why is my, my, you know, why am I putting on weight when I'm only eating 1200 calories? And I'm like, well, let's actually look at it. Turns out you're actually eating 2000, which is probably just a tad too much for whoever, like, obviously, an example. Let's bring it down to 1900. So then, like, every day they're eating 1900 calories. They're happy, they're healthy, they're able to train, they're not miserable, they're not craving food for the weekend. And they have more awareness and they know that, you know, whatever they're having over the weekend, what it, what it, what it will mean towards the results. And realizing that if their measurements go up this week, it's you know big deal and mm. that's what we want to do like our coaches are like compassionate when it comes to check-ins and we want them to we, want, we don't ever want someone to like be worried about checking in we want them to realize that you know we kind of have to help them go like yeah okay your measurements went up but like you're at a wedding your best friend's wedding which would you prefer you didn't go to the wedding and your measurements went down you know like this is a long-term game not game long-term lifestyle I suppose. um and you need to find healthy habits and healthy relationships and not cutting out life to uh you know to to get a bit leaner because you know again I've been there it's not if, if you if you get lean by doing unrealistic you know habits or behaviors it won't last mm. and you, or you might be lean but you won't be happy and I'm sure what's the point in that yeah and also for women we have to take into account our cycles so when yeah. when you're looking into your I call it like the inner seasons when I've researched it and how it impacts your hormones impact like your level of inspiration your body your mindset all of these things you can have patience with yourself that when you know you're due on your period you're not going to be as strong in the gym or you're not going to feel as um, fit in the gym but it doesn't mean that you've you've lost all the progress that you've made it just means that you have to connect to your body so that's another factor that I've learned which at the beginning of my journey I didn't take into account I just thought I, sh I needed to achieve and, and perform at all times at all costs and it was just this ridiculous pressure Like we do that, especially around nutrition as well. You know, like a lot of women obviously have cravings around the time of the month. So we're always like, okay, increase your yeah. calories. You know, like, you know, again, if you, when it comes to fat loss, it's all about your whole life. You know, it's usually like zoom out at a year and the fat loss across the year will be how you, you know, behave over a year, not just this week. 
So like I always say, let's increase your calories because you know we're looking at an average for the month even. Um, so when you're feeling tired and lethargic and that you want to just get into bed with a bar of chocolate, do it. Because the majority of women will do it anyway and then they'll associate that they did something wrong. You know, they'll yeah. be like, they'll have, they'll be like, oh, sure, I've ruined it now. Might as well get the large bar of chocolate rather than just a bit to have the cravings or, you know. So yeah, we, we try and say like to, to listen to your body you know if you want to rest rest you know if I mean even with the training like I used to always have people like you know you need to do resistance training um if you want to change your body and then I realized myself like as I moved away from even from CrossFit into more Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu and I realized again that my body gets into what I deem a good shape by just being consistent and being consistent comes from enjoying what you're doing so sometimes I'd get to like maybe after Christmas and stuff, I get a bit like, oh, maybe I'll go back to hypertrophy training because, you know, just feel a bit. And then I realized that I actually kind of, I find it quite boring now because I don't really care what I look like that much. I'd rather have fun with my training. Um, and that's what we say to clients now as well. It's like, okay, if you don't want to go to the gym, like just find a movement that you like, you know, go to ballet, go to Zumba, go for walks. If that's what you know that you will keep up every day um, or even, you know, a time of the month, you know, you can choose that this week I'm going to just go for yoga walks um you know so it's funny because obviously uh, everyone seems to have different experiences with different phases like I actually find that I'm stronger um when I'm menstruating but I don't actually want to train that's the funny thing you know I'm like I, I am stronger when I do train but I actually just don't want to so it's it's always been listening to your body and everyone is different and um but yeah, women just need to be kinder to themselves, I think is the big thing. And realizing that we're not, you know, there, there was a very good podcast. Was a podcast? I can't remember. TED Talk. Women are not small men. You know, we have, we're, we're a little bit more complicated. Um, we have hormones and we, yeah. So, I mean, it's not something I go into that much in detail with clients. Like, but I always just say, you know, do what you want to do, but make mindful decisions, which I suppose comes you know this is why we talk about journaling a lot I want people to really be clear on what their values are um, and what their goals are and make decisions daily based off that um, instead of you know because what you're hearing from me might sound like oh just go and eat whatever don't train sometimes you need that kind of daily check in with yourself to realize that actually you know what yeah I don't really want to train today but I know I'll feel good after it and I know my goals are this so instead of just sitting on couch and eat a pizza I think I actually will feel better tomorrow if I go for a run and make myself a meal um, and it's those kind of we just want that, you know awareness informed and mindful decisions um, yeah because you don't want to go too far off the track where you're not training and you're eating whatever and then you'll just completely like go down the wrong path you want to kind of have that right mindset towards it but when you were on your own I don't know if I want to call it like self-love journey I don't know if you'd say self-love journey or more self-acceptance and appreciating yourself more <laughs> yeah. what would what what were some of the things that you started to do to to help you because if someone is listening and they've been in that period like you and they feel disconnected from the body. They might say negative things about themselves. They might lack some confidence. What would your tips be around that and what, what helped you? One of the big things was, um, was actually just showing up as myself. So when I was struggling with how I look like or say things like cellulite, you know, like this is some, actually that's another topic, but just being myself online or like say I felt like, when I was in that that 
phase after my show where if I already fat, I'd put up a picture and everyone would be like, oh my God, you look amazing, blah, blah. And I was like, well, do I? You know, I guess he did like the picture of a poster, but I thought, God, people actually still think I'm good. And, uh, you know, just always being myself online, like never pretending to be somebody else in life, in online, you know, being myself. And it's then kind of going, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Um, like I used to have this fear of like, you know, guys that I liked following me or guys that I fancied following me. I'm like, oh, what if they see my cellulite? And I'm like, well, at least then I've saved myself a bit of time. If they don't like me because of that, then, you know, at least, you know, it's never filters because I just think it can be quite, I mean, obviously there's the argument that, you know, like young people watching everything, but also for myself, like I've realized there's days that I'm like, oh, I'm so mean and I'd love to use a filter. But then I'm like, actually, if I go on myself, that's going to help my self-confidence so much more. Like, especially when I suffer with my skin, I'd be, I'd be so worried about people seeing it. And then I'm like, actually, I'm just going to show myself on my story so that everyone can see. And then I'll realize the world didn't burn down because everyone's on my spots. Um, and that kind of like, so, yeah, putting myself out there. That's the goal, but I've always... I thought this time last year, I was kind of, I was going through a bit of a rough patch and I was just, I think my skin was bad, the weather was bad. I was just um, not feeling great. And in my journal, I decided every day to write down one thing I like about myself, um, which is hard to do for like a whole year, but it really makes you, you know, like it could be superficial or like something internal. You know, I could be like, I love the fact that I'm independent or it'd be like, oh, I like my long eyelashes, you know, little things, but just doing that, I don't know, I feel like it made a big difference, and um, just kind of every morning, instead of, like, getting up and, like, body checking myself, I'd, like, writing down one thing I like about myself, um, and, yeah, journaling is just the best thing ever, I think, you know, like, just getting in control of my thoughts, like, even if I say something, like, you know, if any kind of things happen, I'm like, nobody likes me, I'm like, is this true? is this true? Like asking myself, is this true? I'm like, no, some people like you. Um, yeah. So my confidence has always been, I've always been pretty confident, but not like, I don't think I've been overly confident. Now, some people might say, some people might disagree that follow, follow me. As, which sometimes people can feel a little, or might seem a little bit threatening or, you know, might see it as like egotistical or too confident. But I think, like, yeah, clearly, that is me. I would do that would actually, I mean, in terms of practical tips, but definitely writing something every day really helps. Are you still there? <laughs> this delay is killing us. <laughs> Can you hear me? Again, yeah, it's just, yeah. A, it's just a delay. I know. Um, yeah, the journaling, like journaling in general is so powerful because it does allow you to put all your thoughts onto paper and it allows you to look at things like, what what am I saying about myself? Is this true? And how can I change how I feel? And I love that you did like something where you wrote every day, like what you appreciate about yourself. And also with the filters, I think, you know, online, especially someone like yourself with a large following, the pressure must be huge. And the fact that you're able to really like say, well, no, I don't, I don't want to fall down, go down that road. I'm going to just show up as myself. It probably increased your engagement. It probably increased, increased the people who follow you to trust you more and like you more because you were just so authentic. And I don't think you can fake authenticity. And when you're just owning who you are and that, I think a lot of people, some people need to work on it. Some people just go all in and just go, right. Yeah, I'm just going to be myself. And if people like it, great. If they don't, then that's up to them. 
Yeah. Yeah. I do struggle a little bit sometimes with um, obviously get a lot of criticism online, you know, like literally you can find something wrong with that, something anyone does, you know, yeah. it's always critics. So I'm trying more recently, I'm trying to work on like just realizing that not everyone's going to like me and, you know, realizing that someone will find something wrong with everything I say. Because I'd say, like, when I first started my Instagram, I was so confident. Like, I literally was like, this is how you lose, like, this is, like, bam, bam, bam. But the more I learn, the, like, the more I realize how many perspectives there are on things, how, you know, everyone has different views, ideas. Um, so it almost makes me, like, say less. Because when I say things, you know, like, say I write, like, a detailed caption, someone will find something wrong with it. So it's almost easier to be like, here's a picture of me in a bikini with a motivational quote. Um but so more recently, I'm trying to be like, okay, look, be yourself, help a couple of people. They'll trust, they'll trust you more. Like it's, it's not a, a, a likes game. You know, like I don't care how many likes I get, you know, even obviously bikini video, loads of likes, squatting video, very few likes. Um, but I have to remind myself that those very few likes are actually more beneficial because that means the video you've talked about, you know, weight training for women is going to help say those hundred people more than the bikini picture is going to help five thousand and um, it's just a sad thing that instagram rewards it's not instagram it's human nature you know like rewards sex i suppose you know like you, you, we 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 see our friends in a bikini like flames you go girl everything um, and instagram then the algorithms you know it's all about extremes you know so it's i've after accepting normal girl is not going to grow as fast as someone who's like dieting to extreme or making extreme transformations or I don't know doing anything extreme I'm really like I'm just going to be normal and see and again it, it might not grow my numbers but it, it'll grow trust with people and that's really the, the best way to kind of sell any business is like having mm. people's trust yeah definitely and I think Instagram has changed so much and the algorithm's completely different now with reels and for people who are starting off creating a business whether that's in fitness or something else it can be hard to be able to attract like the ideal clients and build that so what tips what tip or advice would you give to someone who was starting off right now or to twist the, the the question if you were just at your the beginning of your journey right now with the way that instagram is what would you do to show up to help you grow your a following a land audience and people who are actually interested in, in what you're saying and what you're doing oh it's very difficult now i think you know like i really think i was ahead of the game you know 2015 one of the only women in ireland like posting about lifting weights so I think I did get ahead of the game and, and the algorithms were a lot better then it was just like you, you posted it and it was shown on the people who follow his page like it was quite simple um but like I think again people are chasing numbers you know chasing followers chasing and doing people I don't know I see a lot of personal trainers they're obviously on some sort of like I think a lot of them are on like a similar marketing plan or something because they all seem to be doing the same thing you know everyone's looking for five females who want to drop body fat and blah, blah. and I just I don't know if it's just me I'm quite cynical but I'm like I can see through that like I can see through it and you have to treat your clients as smart people you know who aren't you know that it's, it's, it's trying to find that right balance between following your morals and ethics and obviously making sales. I was always very lucky that I had a big following. So like I say, I never had to do hard sales. I never had to, you know, work unethically to get sales. And, you know, I never had to do the before or I don't anymore do the before and after pictures or promising these crazy transformations. But, you know, a lot of people starting off are doing that because they think that's what 
people want to see and it is you know that is what the woman who wants to lose her body fat is like they want to see that transformation but i really think follow your morals and ethics and focus on who is following you rather than always trying to chase more like always think how can i give value to these people who are already following me and you know it might be you know like if you work for free for a long time especially from being an online coach it's like giving out programs giving out advice and tips and everything that you would from given in a private area and and building trust like that's what it is it's about building trust i think jewelry business and i always said to her just talk to your camera i was like there's so many jewelry business on instagram but i wouldn't know who's who but if you were just on every day i was like you know she's fun she's sent i'm like just come and show her up to during the day and you know she's really fashionable it's like fashion items and then people would be like oh she has great style she has great style and then you just go here's my jewelry and people will buy your jewelry you know it's it's about building trust and so put like i know not everyone wants to live a life online but it's definitely been the, the biggest factor in my success i said the same with sinead's really show like really sharing which isn't ideal for everyone and obviously there's a lot of drawbacks from like means if i want to sell something people trust me um mm. i mean obviously then collaborations and stuff as many when you've always put your trust you know yeah, and it means then you can charge more to the clubs you do want to do um yeah so i think yeah be yourself or put, building trust and putting yourself online like like showing and sh- speaking to camera that's a big yeah thing. I think you're so right with what you're saying about not focusing on numbers and not focusing on likes and focus on how you can save the people who are already invested in your content because technically it's like building a personal brand isn't it because when you're showing yourself people are more likely to invest in someone who they know or they feel like they know and they feel like they trust and then they're going to be like oh well I think you know, Siobhan can help me with my fitness journey or, you know, Laura could yeah. help me with, with doing the inner work. So it's like, it's understanding that if you, if you share what you're comfortable with, like I, I think you should share what you feel okay with sharing because it's like, I don't know whether you've experienced this or done this in the past where yeah. you felt like you've overshared and you've looked back at the time and you thought maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have said that or maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like you're never going to please everyone. There's always going to be someone who disagrees with what you say, you know, like the way you write your caption and then someone's going to tear it apart and be like, why did you say that? And it's like, well, yeah. that's just my view. But it, it's hard because you can almost feel like you can't speak your truth and you speak what's on your mind and that's why people get like scared to put themselves online or to do a video of talking stories because they're worried that they might say something that someone won't like and can just like start to consume you can't it so I think you just have yeah, to have like yeah. a bit more carefree approach to it and just be more natural yeah like I'm lucky that I've kind of built up resilience through the years of sharing a lot you know then people kind of disagreeing with me sometimes and me getting like oh you know like sometimes they're right you know sometimes I learned from it and sometimes it was people kind of like coming from a place of jealousy or something like that yeah but then as like the trolls grew over the years I felt like I was I'd built my mindset strong and I knew like I knew how to handle it so I always worry about people starting off now um well not even starting off like say people coming out of love island or you know like any where they get, they've got a following straight away and they're getting trolls straight away like i always really worry about people's mental health around that um but going back to there was something else i just thought of oh yeah um for 
personal trainers starting or anyone starting business daily emails now it's one of those things that they're not easy but they they really do pay off because people aren't it's like being ahead of the game to instagram it's like you know people are reading emails and sometimes they don't but you know you're more likely to get build trust in an email than you would just writing a long caption on instagram um but it's something it's like it's, it's almost like the, the like showing up on your screen every all every day is like you either kind of ha- like you, you you might be good at it or you're not like I love writing and I tried it and then like I just can't get into this like I don't have something to write about every day and mm. I kind of just have a topic and I just feel off and I enjoy writing and like maybe sharing what I've been learning um, and same with you know speaking to camera like some people might just absolutely hate it and it's not for them and that's fine but that's kind of like the, the success things that have worked for me the daily emails are great you know again just building trust around showing your knowledge around whatever subject I mean some people I'm not even always talking about fitness I'm talking about life and attitudes and people like you for that and then they might be following you that they're no interest in fitness and then all of a sudden they decide they want to lose weight and then they're like oh I follow someone who knows what they're doing and yeah yeah. it's a long game though it's hard to see it pay off straight away but it's like putting in the work and I just have so many people ahead of me who have done it who were saying it and I was like oh I don't know I don't know and then I did it and I was like after a couple of months I was like yeah you're right yeah just like the patience and being consistent like you would with the gym and your fitness you'd apply that yeah. to your mm-hmm. business or whatever it is that you want to grow and just know that the more you show up and focus on your looking after yourself with your mindset then things will start to pay off in one way, shape or form. And it leads me on really nicely to ask you the next question around creating your own freedom, because you have done that. You have created your own freedom. You can live life on your own terms. You're impacting people. You are living a life that probably a lot of people would really desire. I know it's not for everybody, but for you, like, doing all of these things and making lots of different changes and growing as a person and documenting that online how has that really helped you to be able to feel like good about yourself feel like yeah I'm exactly where I need to be I'm so glad that I made the decision to leave the office job now and you're able to kind of lead that way so how has that helped you and then also what advice would you give to a person who wants to follow in your footsteps not like the exact same route but someone who desires their own freedom yeah so I I suppose I wake up every day now and I'm just so excited for the day ahead like someone said describe your perfect day it's like get up drink coffee read a book with some cool people have lunch with friends sit at the pool go watch the sunset have dinner with friends have a drink if i want go to bed like it's literally heaven like i've got it like so but you know if i had been purely chasing money or like you know if i had been like oh i know i want to be a millionaire I would not be here. I would be in some office aiming for that, you know, money and working really hard for it. Um, so yeah, like I think it being very, very clear in my values from the start and not following society's rules. The amount of times I've been like, this is crazy to do it, but it's always been, when I mentioned I said it's crazy and it's always been beneficial. Um, clear my values, I, I, I realized I wanted freedom and happiness. Um, and then, uh, so it made decisions easier. Like when it came to renewing my apartment 
just after my 30th, I was like, I just really want to go back to Thailand for ages. I was like, but then I have no home. Like I was like, I would literally be living out of a suitcase. But I was, I was like, am I crazy? But I was like, no, I mean, value is freedom. I was like, just do it. So like move, all my friends are getting engaged 30 and I'm like, I'm actually going to live in a suitcase and travel and I had no plan and it's great. Um, so yeah, and, and happiness, like easy, easily choosing happiness over, you know, sometimes like, oh, I could work harder. I could like, I could spend my days doing a lot more work in different areas and everything. But because I know, I'm like, no, I want to do a bit of work and I want to be, I want to enjoy my day and, that's where I'm like, okay, that's my happiness value and freedom. Um, and so the best advice I always give to people is to have a number, right? If you're not in a career that like, so if I want to be in a camp, you can't just be like, I'm just going to work a couple hours and then, but there's so many people out here in Bali that just do enough work that they need to do to survive. Not to survive, but also to live. Um, yeah. So I, I realized that when I was, a, when I started as a personal trainer, I was working you know, every hour I could, because I had such demand, because I built up this following online. And as soon as I was working as PT, I, I was so busy, making loads of money. And I was like, well, this is great. I didn't think I'd be a successful PT. But I got to a point where I was a little bit uneasy. And I, I saw this concept of finding out your number. And I realized that like to pay for, I think I was still living at home, but like paying for car, rent, all this stuff. I only needed to work 25 hours a week. So I was like, why am I doing 40? So I, I cut back to only doing 25 hours of PT and then I had more free time. And in that free time, I was able to obviously have fun, but I'll, then I was able to like build my business. I had more time to expand and explore and I started doing the online coaching. So I always say to people like, figure out how much money you need to work that much, if it's feasible. Um, you don't need to have a career. You don't need to have just so many people doing such random stuff out here. You know, like a lot of VAs, a lot of, uh, social media people like obviously a lot of remote work um, uh, and they're, they're having a great time because they're I don't know they're they're not in an office all day stressed and um, so there's a lot of there's a price a lot of value to be put on quality of life as well so I think people forget that you know especially when they're in their career in the office and they're just seeing that next step where they're going to get more money and then they'll be happy but then they buy a bigger car and they have to keep up those payments so they can't just quit their job and or the house and you know if, as long as the thing is I'm not telling everyone to go quit their job I like if you're happy that's the main thing if you're content in what you're doing it's I'm speaking more so to myself you know 10 almost 10 years ago, no maybe seven or eight years ago where I just was a bit lost but didn't see any options and I didn't like I never would have seen anyone living a life like this you know if I saw some you know I had aunties who like didn't have kids and I was like that's weird. Um, but now I'm like 33. I'm, I wake up every day happy. I don't know what I'm doing with the rest of my life, but I'm making enough money to do what I want to do every day. And I just feel like that's success, which I never would have thought when I was 18 studying maths, this would be my life. Yeah, I feel like the online space has opened up those options and opportunities for people now where you can do anything and I know saying things like we said we already said take time but if you are committed to it and you find find what it is that you're naturally good at and just go go all in and when I say all in I'm the same as you I'm not saying like quit your job if it's not the right time and stuff like that but just trust yourself a little bit more and trust that it is possible for you I think a lot of people see someone like yourself or even Sinead and think well, they can do it, but is is it really going to work for me? You know, there's almost yeah. like a disconnect, even though they feel like they know you because they're invested in you and they're following you. Yeah, no, it is hard enough. See, it's, you don't want to tell everyone to go go for it. 
and live with that. You know, like I'm really like, I'm always reflecting on mortality and like, you know, we're going to die at some stage, hopefully not for a while, but like, give it a go. Like what's the worst case scenario? Like I was very lucky that, you know, I was able to quit my job, move back home to my parents and like live. I was like, okay, if I have to, if it doesn't work out, you know, I can go back to recruitment. Like that was always a thing. And even now I'm like, my goal is, my goal is to like own a, um, like a cafe, but if, I, if it, that doesn't happen, I can work in a cafe and probably have a very similar life um, and be happy enough. So it gives you that, you know, it's all about your uh, attitude to risk. Um, and when you kind of play around with worst case scenarios, you realize that like, no one cares if you give something a go and it doesn't work. At least you know you've tried and you never know, it might work out and you might have this amazing life that you never thought was possible. Uh, mm. And then it's really worth it. Yeah, that's a big thing for me, thinking of in the future when I look back on my life, I don't want to live a life of regret. And I think I've already done certain things that if I could go back, I would change. But then I think we said this how everything happens and it's it's all to help us like grow and stuff. So I don't like have that regret. But I don't know, I think yeah. it's it's putting things into perspective, like a bigger picture. Like if that doesn't, if that doesn't work out, you're being led to something else that's better. That, yeah. So trust the journey, like trust the journey with, with what you're going on. And for people who are wanting to go out and travel and whether that's for a couple of months or for longer, what advice would you give to someone who was starting off for traveling? So whether it is someone going on their own solo or with a friend, because I think many people do desire traveling. And obviously after the past couple of years, there's been so much restriction, hasn't there, with the traveling and borders and people are probably thinking, yeah, I'm just, I really want to do this now. So yeah, what advice would you give to someone um, to start off with traveling, to stay safe and to get into the culture of places? The first thing I always say is just go, you know, like so many people are waiting for someone to go with. And I started solo traveling like just sort of random weekend in Porto. And I thought it was so weird that I went to my home, but then I had the best time. And then I ended up, I was supposed to be going to Thailand with a friend. Basically she canceled last minute. And then I realized I was going to have to be there on my own. And I thought I actually was going to cancel myself, but then it was the most rewarding journey. And um, obviously staying safe is a big thing. I always, meeting people is the best part but it's also great that you can do your own thing as well it's like you can have friends when you want and when you don't want you just explore cities on your own and uh, I never would really go drinking you know I never get drunk on my own so like it's always like you know obviously keep yourself keep the wits your wits about you um I've always felt very safe in Thailand and Bali anywhere in Southeast Asia I've, I don't know it's just a feeling I felt like really like respected by the men you know when you're walking on your own it's different I don't know um but yeah in terms of meeting people staying in a hostel is always a good idea even if you're not like the hostel vibes which I probably would be too old for now or like I just I like my comforts and I didn't you know a lot of hostels will have private rooms but then at least there's still a hostel vibe where everyone can kind of hang out in the evenings and you meet people who are also solo traveling and you learn about different cultures and then they're always they're they're often more willing to to be friends you know, like some, you know like if you're going to like Marbella on your own it'd be unlikely to like meet a random person to be friends with um so that's why like going to hostels maybe you went to a hostel in Marbella but like hostels are a good place for that and also going to a gym or you know going to a class trying something there you know putting yourself out there and asking someone do they want to go for a coffee after and especially if they're solo traveling it's obviously a lot easier now um 
but other tips you know you don't need to bring that much like a lot of people are packing up so many cases going to that and like you just need your shorts your flip-flops like you can get everything now when you're traveling besides i mean bali is kind of hard to import things so like you know bring your your skincare and your hair care but the majority of clothes and stuff you can get it all here um what else would i say i'd say like be flexible when you when you like don't book a lot in advance um mm. don't like yeah I mean, if you book flights but then you, you like, like somewhere or like if you book flights because they're cheap but then oh, don't use third party to book flights so many people have had a nightmare with it you know going on skyscanner and seeing like travel to go.com has the flights on emirates for a lot cheaper but then it's impossible to change it costs a fortune to change there's no customer service you can't talk to emirates so book directly with the airlines um, and yeah be flexible and always book a return ticket as well because it's always cheaper than just like buying a single and then buying another single so i mean with the big airlines and um, so there's some random t- tips <laughs> I yeah don't know about any of that. Yeah, it does. Do you think you'll ever go back to Ireland or do you think you'll spend a lot of time away now? I don't really know. Like, I love, I love being home. Like, I was on Christmas there. It was so magical because I missed last Christmas with the restrictions. And I love it and I love the people. But then at the same time, I was also, like, ready to go again. Like, I just think the weather, it really, like, doesn't suit me. Well, <laughs> I just I just like the sun um, and what it does for my mood. So, I don't know like there's nowhere like I love being at home I'm gonna go home in the summer I love being in London there's so many places in the world I love being that I couldn't like if someone said pick one for the rest of your life like I don't know I don't know like Bali is great and it's such a great way of life here and there's a lot of people coming back and the tourists are coming back but at the same time I miss a lot of home comforts so if I pick one place to spend most of my time it'd probably be Bali I mean and that's what I have done for the last four years um but I still wouldn't stay anywhere. I mean, I'm saying that now. I wouldn't stay anywhere forever. I don't think. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess you'd never know, do you? It depends on how your life changes and what happens yeah, in the future. Yeah, no. We're just I like, like that kind of. Yeah, definitely. It's just like right now. This is just where you're at. This is the life that you've created, and you're enjoying it. And I think it's a fair play. Do you know what I mean? And if time comes where you meet someone and you do want to settle down in the future then that that'll be your decision won't it but at least you know you followed your heart and you've done what you enjoy and you've you know you've been able to to do all of the things and have all these memories so yeah I feel so lucky to say that you know I, I feel like yeah um, you know cliche living my best life you know really if I, are. <laughs> happened to me if, you know got touch wood if anything happened like if I, I know that I went out living my best life and i I'm just trying to encourage other people to feel the same. And again, yeah. it doesn't mean traveling Bali, you know, it could mean following your passion outside of work, you know, it just little things like just finding meaning in your day. Um, just, you know, like not just surviving, but, you know, living as much as you can. Whatever mm. that yeah. You know, one of the things as well that I start, the reasons why I started the podcast is to help me expand not just me even though it does help me but the listeners as well because sometimes you're in a box and you just see life as being this box and really this is like a massive universe of possibilities of what you can achieve but you think that all there is is what you know because it's just familiar but until you start to expand and you you hear about other people's stories other people's perspectives you start to educate yourself put yourself out there you just open yourself up to what is right, don't you? But people just see the limit limitations. 
rally a lot of people from so many different backgrounds, careers, and it's kind of like it really opens your eyes to what's possible in life. And you know, because yeah, at home I always thought, oh, just you get married, you have kids, you get the house, and that's it. Like yeah. there's just no living differently. And um, so I'm like, that's an option. Well, I mean, not that thought about these married marriage proposals. But you know that that is a way of life. But then there's so many other ways to and other ways to be happy as well. Like I thought, you know, that was a fail if you didn't get those things. It's like there's people around the world living really happily, doing stuff that I never thought was possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know that you're also like we've you've mentioned like journaling, and I know that you enjoy reading and reading lots of different books, and you share a lot of that online. So. Currently at the moment, what are your favourite books that you would recommend someone to try out? Oh God, I, this is always a tough question. I'm like, I know this <laughs> so on it depends on what you <laughs> I read recently that's good. I like 101 essays that change the way you think. That was a lovely read, lots to think about. And, you know, you can read it in little bite sizes. Um, I read Scary Smart recently by Mo Gaudet and it's all about AI and how the future like it's one of those books I mean, this is either really important to read or else ignorance is bliss it's basically talking about what's going to happen in the future and it's quite terrifying so it's one of those ones I'm like if you want to know it's really interesting but also scary so I don't know it's one of but it's either really good or really bad I don't know um what else I read I read Toxic Positivity which is actually a really interesting uh take on quite positive person um I always believe manifesting everything but it kind of talks about where it can become problematic yeah okay yourself that you're like everything is just it's kind of given different perspectives you know where and where it can be you know but you're saying you know like oh just be positive or something like that where it can become problematic it's a really interesting it was, it was a nice short read but it was a good perspective a different perspective and that's what I love about books when they you know make me think differently to what I was thinking it's also kind of <laughs> the, the absolute you know go-tos are A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle, um, what else, Oprah Winfrey, what's it called, I can't even remember, I haven't read it in so long, things that I know for sure, um, these are just nice reads that really get you into a good mindset, um, and I know you didn't say three, but I always feel like I have to go for three. Um, <laughs> Lost Connections. Lost Connections yeah. is a great read. Yeah. Like there, there's some books. <laughs> I, I think a highlight on my Instagram, loads more. I think um, I'm going to try the toxic positivity one because I think we've all fell into that, especially with like the manifestation. I feel like I could talk yeah. to you forever, Siobhan, because I was thinking about like manifestation and your thoughts on like spirituality. And I know that you're not as not I wouldn't say woo I, I don't I don't know some people would think I'm woo woo but like I know that you're not and you're a little bit more like level-headed and mindset stuff and that's absolutely fine but yeah, yeah. I think it's always interesting hearing about different people's stories about like manifestation do you think you manifested the life you have podcast where we talked about this because we actually got into like an argument um, but we uh <laughs> I mean I, I was a lot more spiritual and um, like I, I did uh you know, I the power now, I go around Thailand and I, I loved it. I love that meaning it gave to the world because I used to say, used to be the atheist and then read all this and I was like, yeah, I, mean, I always felt like there was something connecting us or some flow to the world. It's hard to like even explain exactly what it is. Um, and then, yeah, I think, 
I think as I, I do come from quite a scientific background. The more I study, I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, I thought that was, you know, a bit of magic, or, you know, like, and then I'm like, oh, that, and then I, I learn more about something else. I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. Yeah, but I still do think science does not explain everything. Like, there is definitely something there that I can't quite articulate. Um, but where I think what's happening now in my head and the conversations I'm having with people is around that kind of toxic positivity, you know, like saying, I think it, John, it hit me one day when I saw a, a, what's called a meme or something just saying, did you manifest it or was it privilege? And I think acknowledging our privilege is just so important. And I realized that for years I wasn't, you know, like, yes, it was easier for me because I come from middle class and, you know, got good education and I'm white and all these things that I never that I took for granted, that I did take for granted. And I realized that sometimes, you know, just telling people that you, you can achieve anything and they don't can be, that's, it, it, it can be disheartening to some people. And I do think sometimes the, the, the manifestation message that we're all sharing, it's always the people that it worked out for. You know, we don't hear the stories of the people it didn't work out for. Um, so, but I still think it is so important. I still think it's so important to have goals to work towards. I think it like programs your subconscious or yeah, your yeah. subconscious to make decisions. Um, I think, and like, yeah, and this is what me and Sinead agreed on. Like we were saying, it is so nice to think that there is this positive energy when you're putting it out there, you get it back. But I think I'm just kind of concerned about other people. You know, like I'm kind of thinking just the message it might give that I hadn't thought about before. To people who it's not working out for and um, so I'm just kind of a little bit more careful I suppose and that's th that book I only read it last week that kind of confirmed it. it's like god yeah I never thought about it you know, like telling people to just be positive when you know like it's okay if something shit happens and you're not positive you know like, that's okay yeah. and you no know, I'm, I'm not taking any blame for it you know like that's what I think I'd worry about the most is that people feel like what did I do wrong to deserve this if they kind of believe that you know it's all about energy so yeah, it's a really interesting conversation there's no there's no yes or there's no right or wrong and um yeah I do think I kind of do miss being more spiritual but it's also like I love learning and I don't know I don't know I don't know how to get back to it but yeah do like for me I'm interested in science and the subconscious mind and I think it is about the program beliefs and one of the things that I discovered last year is when I first got into manifestation a few years ago, I think I thought that, oh no, I, I did think that I could just spiritual bypass all of doing all like the inner work and just thinking if I just visualized and I just felt the feelings that I think I'll feel when I get that goal, it'll all come to me. But I didn't realize that until I do this deep inner work and really look at my program and look at my mindset and let go of things that aren't serving me, change my self-identity so I don't see myself as the way I used to be and see myself as this person and then actually embody it nothing's going to change or it'll be very short-lived so I think the messaging is quite toxic in a certain sense of just think positive and just visualize what you want when really you have to raise yourself worth you have to take the action you have to get clear on what you want and then you know I agree there are, there are certain people who obviously we have privileges and that's helped us on our journey but I think it's it there's so much more to it and it's it's an energetic thing of actually putting that work in and then seeing yourself as that person and yeah like I think of like when I think of this flow of the universe that like I really think that things have a way of like working themselves out and I yeah. think if you're on the right path and in the right mindset then you will be on that kind of right flow mm. if that makes sense yeah um, yeah because you know the way you said about the right sorry it's a delay 
I was just saying, yeah, like if you wear into the right mindset and you're like, everything's going to go wrong, then you're more likely yeah. to find the things that are wrong than seeing the positive. And yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. Um, and I think deep down, I just want everyone content so like if i if i feel like the content the content i'm putting out is making people discontent or affecting them negatively that's where i'm like okay i want to change i want to learn a bit more there so i'm not saying the wrong thing and then it's trying to find that right balance between you know like everyone being offended everything and you know just being a bit realistic um but yeah it's interesting and i'm learning more and more yeah i feel like positive thinking and gratitude has a place because it's your RAS in your brain, the reticular activating system, which seeks it out. So you're right with what you're saying. If you're putting negative thoughts, if your perception of the situation, your perspective is negative, that's what you're going to get back. So it does definitely help, but I just don't think it's the be all and end all. And like you say, if something happens in life and it's upsetting, it's okay to feel those emotions. Or if you're angry, it's okay to feel that, let it go, like release it. Don't suppress it because or you have to think that you need to be 100% every single day like it just doesn't work like that so I think it's just understanding that yeah it comes down to perspectives and gratitude and energy but then it's yeah. not like suppressing and I don't know almost like forcing something or forcing that you should feel a certain way yeah yeah you should read that book it is a really another, an interesting perspective yeah definitely so in terms of the work that you're currently doing right now how can people find you? How can people sign up if they wanted to go on their fitness journey with you and they feel really interested in what you've got to offer? Great. Uh, yeah, so we've got thefurnace.ie. Thefurnace.ie is the online coaching program. We also have a personal training institute. So if anyone wants to become a personal trainer, we do it all online. Um, that's on the website as well. And then my Instagram is shiv.ohagan, S-I-O-B-H dot o-h-a-g-a-n um and that's pretty much it i must get back into youtube at some stage i keep saying i'll do it but it's instagram for now yeah yeah so do you see the business growing in any other ways or expanding in other ways or are you just happy with where it is right now no like to be honest like the long-term goal obviously to be living off passive income you know where you're just doing work because you actually want to do it which yeah is is has been the last few years for me and I want to keep helping people but not in a way where I'm like I have to do this because I need to make money so I'm putting money into other things like property and stuff so that you know that's kind of looking after itself and then it means you know that I don't have to be doing the hard sale because as I said I don't like doing that so yeah I don't know like I don't know what else I'm good at like I do obviously like learning and reading I don't know I don't know just gonna go with the flow exciting oh well Siobhan thank you so much for your time I've really enjoyed this conversation good chat even with the delays yeah. we made well we made the most of it we've we've got through <laughs> oh thank you thank you so much for listening to lift yourself podcast if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to check out my previous episodes that I have uploaded and if you would like to give this podcast a review on the apple podcast app that would help me and the podcast out massively please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes once again thank you so much for your support and listening and I will talk to you all soon